You're listening to Leaders Last with your host, with your host, your host. Dr. David Robertson. All right, welcome back to another edition of Leaders Last. I'm your host, Dr. David Robertson. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. I do appreciate you. Recently, I did a talk at a leadership conference and discussed team dynamics and team building. thought you might like to get some of that info, so here we go. I'm not going to get into too much detail on the communication part of this, but you need to know that effective communication is vital for effective teams. I've done several podcasts on this part in the past, and I'm sure to do more in the future, so keep an eye out for those. All right, so assuming we have effective communication down, there are a few things that we need to cover about team dynamics. Let me start by saying that teamwork is critical to success in any organization. And remember, there's no such thing as a Fortune 500 person, right? It's a Fortune 500 company, and a company is comprised of various teams. But any team, well, any team that wants to be effective has to start with the vision. So what's the vision for the team? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Well, the vision is what success looks like. It's the desired destination. But having a vision just gets us started. To achieve the vision, your team needs to have clear roles and responsibilities. And that's where role clarity comes in. So do you have it? Do your teammates have it? Okay, have you provided role clarity to your team members? Now, let me be clear in the idea that there's a difference between having a list of things to do and having role clarity. Specifically, we're looking to ensure that everyone understands their strategic role and how their roles will help the team achieve the vision. Of course, this also helps avoid confusion. So you can think about it from a football metaphor, right? It's like a kicker on the football team. They know that they're the kicker, right? It's not confused with other roles or other positions. And they know how and why they're vital to the success of the team. Well, the same is true for medical staff, coaches, etc., etc. Well, when we know our role and we know how our role contributes to the team's success, it's much easier to achieve that vision. It's also a lot easier to get engaged in what you do. It's also easier to train, hone, and refine. Of course, it also adds a layer of intrinsic motivation. So let's talk about goal setting. What are the team's goals and objectives? How can these be achieved? Are they going to help you achieve the vision? I want you to note how goals and objectives are different from the vision. So to answer those questions, you need to consider role clarity and how each team member's actions contribute to achieving the vision. So here's a pro tip. Creativity is key in discovering the various ways that your roles align with your vision. It also fosters purpose and engagement. But having a vision and clear roles isn't enough either. We also need to build a cohesive team. One of the ways we can do that is through proximity. Getting close to your team members, both inside and outside of work, can increase unity. Of course, another way is through distinctiveness. you got to embrace the uniqueness of your team members and recognize that they each bring different skills and perspectives to the table, but 
also that your team is different from the rest of the organization and that you're going to have a bit of a subculture going on. And you can think of this like the information technology team being significantly different from that of the sales team. That's okay. In fact, it's often necessary because it increases unity in that team. Another important aspect of team building is fairness. Treating each other as equals and recognizing the value that each team member brings is essential to building trust and respect within the team. Similarity is also important. But I'm not talking about being of the same tribe or having the same skin or the same gender or even the same political beliefs. Instead, I'm talking about common goals for the team, such as your team's vision. This helps your team members work together towards that goal despite their differences. A great example of this would be Dennis Rodman. I've used this example before. Even though Jordan and Rodman were extremely different and hated each other, they both liked to win and they played and practiced accordingly. Be pro. Which brings us to task interdependence. We may have different tasks, we may have different roles, but we have similar goals and we have the same vision, if we're doing it right. Moreover, we're all a part of the same organization. So if you fail, I fail. If we fail bad enough, the organization fails and everyone loses. Point is, we achieve our common goals and visions together. We both win despite any differences. It's pretty cool. But this demonstrates how, in our organization, everyone lives and dies together. Which is another interesting point. There are some organizations where the leadership team reaps all the benefits and leaves nothing for those who did the work. Well, here's a warning. Don't expect the team when only a few benefit. Don't expect loyalty either. And there's a reason why Rome became so powerful. There's a reason why Napoleon rose to power twice and has everything to do with the ones doing the work. I've written articles on that before. I've done some podcasts on the various elements of that. You can find those on my website. But it's critical. All right, so let's talk about team culture. A positive team culture promotes trust, respect, and collaboration. It encompasses the shared values, beliefs, and attitudes that guide the behavior of team members. To build a positive team culture, it's crucial to first identify the existing culture and assess its strengths and weaknesses. Now, statistically speaking, your current culture could probably use some work. The good news is that some of what I'm sharing here today can help tremendously. But let me stress, you can't fix a problem that you have not properly identified. You have to admit to yourself that perhaps the current culture is not perfect and find where it's less than stellar. Once you have a clear understanding of the current culture, you can work on improving it by promoting the desired values and behaviors. One way to promote a positive team culture goes back to proximity. This can be as simple as group lunches or as elaborate as a weekend retreat. The goal is to create opportunities for team members to get to know each other on a personal level, build trust, and foster a sense of community. Here's the deal, though. It can't be a novelty. It has to be the real deal, and it has to be constant. A trust fall isn't enough. You have to get your people together, and you have to get together with your people. Of course, recognition is also important. And for this, I default to the validation exchange. Understand that when team members feel appreciated for their contributions, they're more likely to be engaged and committed to the team's success. 
But you can't give an attaboy or a kudos if you haven't examined and validated the accuracy of the tasks at hand. And by the way, this is only solidified when the vision is continually reinforced and associated with the beneficial behaviors. And let me be clear, what I'm suggesting doesn't mean that everything is picture perfect. Conflicts happen, and they should be expected. After all, forming, storming, norming, performing, right? Well, storming is a part of that process, so it's important to address any conflicts or issues that come up. Ignoring problems can lead to resentment, distrust, and a toxic work environment. So expect it, face it, navigate it, and know that the norming part is coming. Encourage open communication, collaboration, and insist upon respectful discourse. Now, I alluded to this before, but I need to emphasize that promoting a positive team culture is an ongoing effort. It's not something you can just set and forget. And again, I can't stress it enough, ensure opportunities for team members to get to know each other on a personal level. And above all else, recognize your team's contributions regularly. All right, that does it for this one, friends. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and share if you found some value in this episode. And we'll see you next time right here on Leaders Last. Until then, take care.